has been going on over the last week, week and a half. And we wanted to speak on it, so we had a lot of things to say. Yeah, you know, we, we originally wanted to talk about media, and that was our intent, but we couldn't overlook everything that has been happening, so... But first, we're going to get into this Bible verse, <laughs> and then gonna we're going to get into <laughs> what has been going on. Right. Okay. So today's Bible verse is from Ephesians 6, 12. Ephesians 6, 12. And I'm reading from the NLT, and which is the New Living Translation. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of unseen of the unseen world against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in heavenly places again Ephesians 6:12 for we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in heaven in the heavenly places and this is so fitting for today's show absolutely fitting absolutely fitting we are dealing with not what we see in the natural we are dealing with things that are in the spirit things we cannot see Mm -hmm. but but it also says against mighty powers in this dark world (laughs) you know so that's why i like the nlt version (laughs) but First off, so there is so much, like we said, that we want to talk about. Um, the first thing that we are going to talk about, though, is about DMX. Yes, DMX, yes. Rest in peace to DMX. Yes, and we send our condolences out to DMX's family, to his children. You know, we lost a, a great... I, I don't even want to call him a rapper. I don't. I think he was more than a rapper, and especially you know in recent times. I shouldn't even say recent times, but what I will say is we we might not have been the biggest DMX listeners, or you know to rap music. But obviously, or whatever. we knew who he was. We knew his music. Right. We knew his music. We we kind of grew up in an era listening to his music and. What I personally always uh, liked about DMX is that you could see his struggle. Like he was very vocal about his struggle, his struggle with good and evil, his struggle with loving the Lord and what it appears to be in in the latter days of his life is that he uh, really was about letting people know about the Lord right, and, right. and even to the point of reciting the sinner's prayer at concerts. Getting tens of thousands of people to right. listen to him and to follow bow him, bow their heads listen to, to his instructions. Right, and pray the sinner's prayer right. at concerts. So you may not know that little tidbit about him, um, but you can look it up for yourself. And But what I do want to talk about with DMX, okay, because it's not, we're not just talking about the passing of DMX, but we're talking about the intentional, the intentional recklessness for which reports came out about him being in the hospital. Yeah, it was crazy. I don't know, like most people, it was like almost sensationalized. Right. I mean, what was the article? What, was okay, it TMZ? so TMZ, TMZ specifically, and I'm sure there were more. But TMZ specifically, and I have an issue with TMZ because TMZ profits from 
the hip hop and the urban community and they have no problem with putting out negative narratives of black people. Okay. And so TMZ ought to be ashamed of themselves because they rushed. Rushed. I believe, I mean, I don't even know if DMX was in the hospital. <laughs> Seriously. Okay. Maybe I am exaggerating a little bit, but for some reason, TMZ always knows when black per when a black celebrity is about to die. They're everywhere. In the bushes, in the house. Like, it's not funny, but... Are they in the house? How do they know these things? Like, like they get the call from the person who is going to do the act to say, be there, okay, and videotape it. Videotape, you know, the ending of the demise of one of our great people in the community. Right. Now, what was their headline that caught our attention and many people's attention? So it's exclusive. DMX ODs and in grave condition. What? kind of title is that how do you come out and make a definitive statement about how this man ended up in the hospital when his family didn't come out and say anything right the doctors didn't come out and say anything as a matter of fact to this day we don't know what happened to dmx nothing has come out okay and and if anything came out one of his relatives anonymously came out and said that he received the vaccine. And that's something in itself. And you right. really don't hear that from anyone. Like I said, the family mentioned that, but having TMZ put out this egregious right. statement to catch people's eyes, it was crazy because unfortunately, I think they did it because he was open with his struggles right. with drugs and it's believable. Right. It was believable. Well, it's believable. And you know what? Sometimes it's better to put a negative narrative out than put what the truth is. And it's funny that we have not heard anything about other than a heart attack. What might have happened? Yeah, which is something too, because if you paid attention, the more and more it went on towards the end once he died. And even now, you don't hear them saying overdose. You hear died from a heart attack, right. heart attack. The narrative changed. The question is, why did the narrative change all of a sudden? And I didn't see T TMZ put out a correction. I didn't see TMZ put out an apology to DMX and his family about rushing to this this egregious headline. But I guess it's, well, they don't sell papers. They're all saying they sell papers or storylines. But it's just, we're just saying this to not necessarily jump to conclusions or believe everything that especially TMZ or any sort of media outlet comes to, the, mm -hmm. you know, not to draw because the Because most times, most times for the urban community, for the black community, they rush to a negative judgment. It's sensationalized and they put out negative headlines to sell what they want to sell and they're profiting off of it. Right, right. So sometimes you have to let the dust settle to truly get the truth, if that makes sense. Right. Like I said, now it's talking about heart attack. Maybe he took the vaccine and all that stuff. Maybe. And they, hopefully this stuff. They're not really saying that just yet. But what's interesting. Well, the family mentioned that. Well, the fam anonymously. Anonymously, right. right. But hopefully the truth will come out eventually.
Right. And, uh, but what we do find interesting, and, and this is not what we're talking about today, but we saw headlines of Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson & Johnson. We know Johnson & Johnson already, but Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson & Johnson raised concerns about blood clot. So taking the vaccine is raising concerns about blood clotting. And this seemed to come out after DMX's death. Right. These reports about, like Darlene was saying, blood clots. And, you know, I think Johnson Johnson, they're thinking about, I don't know, taking off a shelf or, or right. reducing or they or reducing the amount mm-hmm. they're sending out. Right. And it wasn't only DMX, but there was another one. So we probably have to do a story on that in itself. But it was funny. One day they were saying it was only six people out of how many million people. And then the next day it was like 74. Yeah, 74 <laughs> or 75. I think if you, you know, do your research, there's studies of 5,800 people and then it's 74, 75 actually died. I guess they're calling us a, you know, getting the COVID after you take the vaccine, but that's another story for another day. Right. Right. So this week, <laughs> this week, this week and a half has been extremely traumatic And it's starting to feel like that the community is, is being traumatized purposefully, (laughs) honestly, at this point. On a a day-to-day basis. On a day-to-day basis. It's like one thing after another, after another, after another, after another, to kind of let this community know how helpless they are. Right. We're starting off with Dante Wright. Right. And Mm -hmm. I believe this was in Minnesota. Minnesota. Mm Mm-hmm. 10 minutes. I think like around Minneapolis. Minneapolis, Minneapolis. 10 minutes, I think away from where the George Floyd trial. <laughs> right. The trial is going on right now. <laughs> you know, the crazy thing, you know, we'll get into it, but it's like you're talking about this and then, you know, breaking news regarding Dante Wright, some information that happened. We'll get into it in a second. And then after they went finished with that. They go to the trial. It's like, you got to be kidding. Right. That, that's how almost traumatizing it is. We talk about one situation, then you're going to go to the trial, which right. is going on right now. A 20-year-old young man who had his whole life ahead of him. And why? Well, okay. First of all, he was shot. That is the truth, right? We know that. And why was he pulled over? For registration. Expired tags, I believe. Right. In this COVID time where... Most people's registration and everything has been extended, correct? Right, right. Right. And so the former officer, Kim Potter, supposedly didn't know her left from her right, didn't know a gun from a taser, and pulled out her gun and yelled, taser, 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 I think it was three times. Right. Shot And shot this young man. And so for me... I question the use of excessive force in these matters. Was the situation so was it was was it necessary in that moment? Was a gun or a taser necessary in that moment when you had officers dealing with Dante Wright at that time? Right, to give you a little visual in case you haven't seen the video, the officers were struggling with him. They were had him handcuffed. And he went back in the car. So they're struggling with him. Two officers are struggling with him. And then Two she, male officers, right? By and the she, way. she comes out of nowhere. So she's not even involved in the struggle. She comes out of nowhere, says Taser, 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 which ended up being her gun, and shoots him. So she wasn't even directly involved, right? In it. She, she came so out she of had her. plenty of time. And we're not gonna play lawyers, but she had plenty of time. It seems 
to know, let me go to my left side, because she's mostly likely right-handed, the gun's on the right side, the dominant side, to grab my taser. She had plenty of time. She wasn't in the heat of the moment. Was not. And mind you, she's a 26-year veteran. Like right. Darlene was saying, she should know her left from her right where her taser and her gun is. And the kicker is she was actually training that day. So I don't know what type of training that was with that secret training. I don't know. But she wasn't. She didn't have to do what she had to do. And Darlene brings a good point about excessive force. Did right. she have to go in there and do what she had to do? A lot she of, wasn't even involved. She was secondary. Right. A lot of, I guess she wanted to show her authority as a training officer. Because a lot of these situations, you're like, well, was a gun or a taser even necessary to be pulled out? Was pepper spray necessary to be pulled out? In the case of Lieutenant Nazario, which is our next subject. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. Lieutenant full blown, full blown in his uniform. Right. Unfortunately, that shouldn't make a difference. But we're just going on the fact that if you listen to these news outlets and if you believe what you're hearing is that like people love people in uniform and they what deserve they? Thank the utmost respect. respect. Thank you for your service. You hear all that stuff, and this is another man, and the cop is in uniform too. So you think they would show some professional courtesy or something? Right. But that wasn't the case. As a matter of fact, when Lieutenant Nazario even said, this is how you treat a person who has served the country. And he had a former su- officer. He was he was fired. He was fired. Officer Gutierrez. Maybe some charges would be coming after. I call him. I, officer is too, I don't even well, know. Well, former that. officer. That's his, that's anyway. his correct title. He's a former <laughs> officer. He yells that Oh, he himself was in the army and that he needs to obey. That he needs to obey. Right, that's what he learned in the service himself. Right. But Then he went on to insult the man. And so I, I just, I was, it's funny, I was talking to a relative of mine who's, who is a nurse and she's actually in APRN. And I said to her, the way that he insulted this officer is like saying to an APRN or to a doctor, what are you, a CNA? What are you, an LPN? Right. I think all that was to trigger this man, this lieutenant, to do something. Harass him. Harass. He harassed him. He triggered him. He was hoping he he would come out and do something because, I mean, you just go by his statement. What what is this? You're fixing the ride, the white lightning, which... Even he said, when he said it to him, he's like, what? Come to find out, it's a reference to the, the electric, electric chair. chair. Basically, you're going to kill this man. Right. It, it's just, you're fixing to ride the lightning, son. But it's, it's very crazy. I mean, he did what he had to do. He did what most of us are trained, what they train um, females who are alone. If you get pulled over, you don't feel comfortable, you go to a lighted area, mm-hmm. which he did. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a trained officer, so he, he knows this. He has to think of he all the stuff his- to do. Because he he was afraid for his life, which he even stated. And you would think a normal human being, if he tells you, you know, I'm afraid, you say, okay, you try to de-escalate the situation. This guy is talking about you should be afraid. So if you're telling this man, someone you're afraid, so and they tell you you should be afraid, are you are you going to logically, reasonably get out the car? Yeah, he was telling him, get out the car, get out the car. And then the officer, Lieutenant uh, Nazario said, well, I'm, af- I'm afraid, I'm afraid. He said, you should be afraid. Right, That that's the response. You should be afraid, and, and you want this man to still from, get out. From a person who's supposed to protect and, and serve. And at no time, and at no time, if you, like, this is out there, you can watch the video, at no time, 
He's asking, what did I do? What did I do? They're not explaining. They're not even trying to calm the situation down. You can see the first officer that responded. He called in where he was. As soon as he got out the car, he opened the door. He had his gun out. No explanation, whatever. His gun was drawn. Right. And so we can add some context to this story. Um, Lieutenant Nazario was pulled over because he did not have a license plate I mean, the plate. plate they didn't see they his plate. Did, they didn't supposedly they did not see he did not have an official license plate he just purchased his truck and he was on the way home and he had a temporary tag in the window that they somehow did not see right they didn't see you know all that they didn't see they, following this man right slowly for he said it might be a two minute not even two minutes not that long a time and they didn't see any of that right they're so observant, but they didn't see that tag on the back window. Right, in the back window. And <laughs> so what I will say is that they have fired former, like we said, Officer Gutierrez, but an arrest needs to be made. That was terrorism. That was harassment. And also, we haven't heard anything about the other officer. And the other officer was compliant with the treatment and the actions of the former officer right and and i think i'm just thinking back to these stories we go back to what we just said about dante wright a former officer kim porter which by the way she potter excuse me she was arrested by the way second degree manslaughter should be uh harsher charges Mm -hmm. and then this guy former officer gutierrez i'm just thinking and they had other people i just wondering you know, they had time on the job. I just wondered that officer with former officer Gutierrez, how much time he had on the job, because I believe he was the first on the scene and, and then Gutierrez took over. Mm. So was he afraid to say something? I don't know. It seems like a pattern because even in the Chavez case, going back to that, he was the veteran. And mm-hmm. if you believe the two or the three officers were rookies first right. or second day on the job. Mm-hmm. So, is this a pattern? A pattern. We, we these are the things that we need to look at. Right. And you know what I find very interesting is that these things keep on happening, but nowhere is hate crimes ever mentioned for these things or any time really that uh, I shouldn't say ninety five or even maybe even ninety eight percent of the time when incidences happen to black people or black and others are hate crimes brought up well like you said it doesn't seem or not as quickly as the hate crime seem to be coming up now for other groups for other groups right but that's something i think we all need to think about and like we always say we all should pay attention you know we're saying this stuff you may think oh well they're just saying stuff or whatever whatever but just pay attention to what's going on out there and be reasonable about what you see and analyze is like wow wait a minute this stuff is going on maybe it is racial maybe it is discrimination and then just be honest with yourself when you see these things happening you and have to have a willingness a willingness you have to have a willingness you got to have a willingness a, an example a day after i believe it was dante wright mhm in minnesota in minnesota same state right. i think maybe an hour away the 61 year old man mm. was uh, the police were called, to, I think, to a uh, shopping plaza because of, of an assault. So this 61-year-old man, if you, you have to see the video. The police actually was trying to arrest this guy. He took the police on a s- 
slow chase with the police hanging on by a thread on his mm-hmm. truck. Do you have some more yeah, information on that, Darlene? So, so, you know, we'll talk a little bit about the media in, in this. So, like we said, it, I don't even know if it's even an hour away from where uh, Dante Wright was murdered. But Minnesota Motor, this is from the Daily News, by the way. Minnesota motorist hits cop with hammer after dragging him with truck, cop says. A 61-year-old Minnesota man was arrested after police say he attacked a retail worker with a piece of lumber before dragging a cop with his truck, then bashing that officer in the head, mind you, with a hammer. The Hutchinson leader reports that Luke Alvin, I don't know his how to say it, from Hutchinson, Minnesota, became upset with a Menards store employee's request to wear a mask shortly after 2 p.m. Wednesday and went after the worker with a piece of wood, okay? The suspect left the store but was reportedly spotted by police in a nearby parking lot and pulled over following a slow-speed pursuit why would they put in slow speed pursuit right. that's very interesting and mind you pursuit which means he was fleeing darling <laughs> keep going darling keep going he just assaulted a person in a store and then they're saying that this man took the police on a slow speed pursuit and you said assaulted the officer didn't you say that well we didn't get there yet oh i'm sorry i jumped the gun with 31-year veteran officer S- Stephen Sickman leaning into his window, the suspect tried to, because I can't say his last name, tried to escape against, uh, tried to escape again at a higher rate of speed. So <laughs> they're not even on a fast. They didn't even say fast. He tried to, at a, at a higher rate of speed, allegedly using, allegedly using a hand, by this is all caught on camera, right? I believe so. Okay. Allegedly using a hammer to clobber the officer who was who was stuck clinging to the side of the moving truck. By the way, this does not explain that this person rammed his truck twice <laughs> into police officer cars. Right. The video is is even more than this. This is just if you saw if you see the video, he'd be like, oh my goodness. Right. He <laughs> the police officer is hanging on his window and he speeds away and he's clobbering the officer with a hammer. Assault. Okay. This man, first of all, the officer had a big old AR something in his hand. No shots were made, not even to the vehicle to slow him down. Like you see in a movie, shoot the tires out. None of that. Shoot the tires, something, nothing. This man lived to tell the tale, okay? So let's say the fact that the alleged culprit appears to be a white man was not lost on social media users. It was noted that just a little over an hour's drive from where Wednesday's incident occurred, Minneapolis police officer Dare Chauvin is on trial over the death of black man George Floyd, over the murder of George Floyd. Another thing we'll talk about the media is see the wording. 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 Let's let's actually go and read the same, read about the same incident from... I believe this is black owned. I think Diddy. Yeah, revolt. That, of... Even before you read that, just you see, like Darlene said, no gun, no taser. No taser. We're not even sure you have to shoot the man, but no taser. Isn't the taser He's use that? He's a police officer. Your, in your the own. Head. You're, they're supposed to be your own. You're blue. They didn't taser him. They didn't shoot him. They didn't run after him. They, they didn't do anything. 
Okay. He's arrested. He's got a he has a mugshot, which there's means a mugshot right there's here. a mugshot. Footage shows white man assaulting officer without getting shot or tased. The incident occurred in Minnesota where 20-year-old black man Dante Wright was fatally shot by officers. A 61-year-old white man dragged and assaulted an officer but was not shot or tased in the process. The incident occurred in Minnesota days after Dante Wright, a black man, was fatally shot by officers in the same state. As WCCO reported, suspect Luke Alvin, whatever his last name is, attacked an employee at a Menards home improvement store with a piece of lumber because he was asked to wear a mask. Moments that wasn't in the other one, right? The it was. It oh, okay. was. Moments later, off, uh, when officers discovered him in a nearby Walmart parking lot, he attempted to flee. But the slow speed chase, we still have this slow speed chase. I don't care. Why are they telling me? Was A chase is a chase is a chase, right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Eventually came to a dead end near the Hutchinson Mall. The suspect uh, rammed two cop cars. That was not in the other one. The suspect rammed two cop cars before dragging the officer who walked towards his vehicle and hitting him on the head with a hammer. He was neither shot or tased during the police encounter. The treatment of the 61-year-old fared in comparison to the fatal shooting of 20-year-old Wright, who was pulled over for an expired license plate and the air fresheners in his car. In response to officers' attempt to arrest him on outstanding warrants, he entered his car and was shot by former cop Kim Potter, who later said she intended to use the, her taser. Social media users noted the stark difference between the two incidents and expressed their thoughts on social media. So, <laughs> by the way, didn't you read that the police chief in Lieutenant Nazario's case said that he does not deserve an apology, right? Right, I did read that. It, it, it's, it's crazy. Like, we're bringing, like I said, we're bringing this, <laughs> these things up just to show you the difference, the bias. Like, we're not making these things up. Some people may say, oh, no, it's just isolated incidents. But how do you expect people to feel or react when you see a black man treated one way and then a white person treated another way? This is a day later. Mm -hmm. That's what we're going back to the scriptures. It's not just the natural. It's spirit, you know, it's spiritual. spiritual things going on but to stir also up these evil. things. There's right, evil, evil in as the well. natural. Right. In this evil. world, there's evil. And we're seeing the evil played out. So Right. A reporter asked, I guess, the chief. He says, does um, does Lieutenant Lazario deserve an apology? I think Riddle is the chief's name. He said, honestly, replied, I don't believe that. And said that he wished the veteran would have complied a whole lot earlier. Now, that sounds crazy because that's implying that's going back to blaming the victim, which he was a victim. Lieutenant was a victim, no, no doubt about it. Absolutely. He had his hands out when he was pepper sprayed. He told you he was afraid. So why? And you said he should. You you should be. So why would he want to get out the car? But then the We're chief so, said people are supposed to comply to their detriment. Right. And the chief is the head. So this is is this learned? The chief is backing his people by saying, "Nah, I don't. He, they did what they did. What was right? Mm -hmm. You know, he should have applied. He should have complied earlier. Mm -hmm. So and that just, I think this just came out. And ma mind you, this innocent was in December, but I guess the video was just released this week. Right, because he's suing. Uh, Officer or Lieutenant Nazario is actually suing. And this leads us talking about police chiefs or, or representation for police. We have another case of Adam Toledo, a 13 year old boy who was shot 
was gunned down by a police officer when he had his hands up, when he clearly had his hands up. And I think this, I can't remember if this happened a while back and they just released the right. body cam uh, footage. You know, I think the narrative was before, which was admitted to, the narrative was that he had a gun mm -hmm. and he was shot because he had a gun in his right hand. And I think even the DA was reprimanded because they didn't, they which they said they should have known the facts before the came out there in open court and said that he what happened that he had a gun uh, officer fired because he had a gun mm -hmm. but clearly if you've seen the video he asked him show me your hands he turned around showed him his hands and you can see there's nothing in his hands before he even got a chance to check he shot him right and he was a if there was seconds he maybe like, a second after he said show me your hands he turned around and then one shot he didn't even come up on him once he said, show me your hands, because he was still a distance away because he's running. He's in pursuit of this guy, of this kid. You know, and then once he got up there, he, he saw he didn't have a gun. He didn't say, oh, my goodness, whatever. But he started administering all the stuff. But the point is, you tell someone, we're talking about comply. You tell someone to do something. They comply. You don't even give them a second and you, and you, and you shoot, shoot the person shoot dead. Dead. 13-year-old boy. 13-year-old boy, and you know what the Chicago Police Union head said about this shooting? He said, according to The Hill, this is, this is their headline, Chicago Police Union head calls Adam Toledo shooting justified and says officers' actions actually heroic. I don't understand how it's heroic <laughs> and justified. It's just, I, I'm going to keep reiterating this point. If you don't agree with these things, just be open. Be open to see these things, these things that are happening, what these police chiefs and these unions, what they're saying. Mm -hmm. How are you going to say it's justified? And heroic. And heroic when people, it's like you almost don't want people to believe what they see. It's Still not footage. Almost. <laughs> That's the, exactly. The, the kid hands are up. Right. So if he's up, no weapon, why are you shooting him? Mm -hmm. Why are you shooting him? So the remarks from Chicago Police Union, like I said, this is from The Hill. The remarks from Chicago Police Union President John Catanzara came hours after Chicago's Office of Civilian Police Accountability released body cam footage of the March 29th incident. So also, this didn't exactly happen last week, but we know about this case. Right, all this stuff is coming out this week. week. All these mm -hmm. body cams are coming out this week. Mm -hmm. In an appearance on CNN's Cuomo primetime, Catanzara said that the officer's actions were 100% justified. I started, this is him talking, I started my dissertation by saying it is 100% justified. The officer's actions were actually heroic, he said. There's a very good reason he only shot once. Like I said, he could have been shot multiple times but the officer assessed in a split second. Multiple times. They're justifying multiple times. And then we wonder why. He said he could have shot multiple times. Yeah, so I guess he went, oh. One oh, it's shot. A, it's a good one thing. Shot. Yeah, it's a good know, thing. He didn't, he could, oh, he could have shot him multiple times. He only mm -hmm. shot him once. Mm -hmm. And going back to assessing, if he assessed, he would have, that quick, he would have saw he had nothing in his hand. By the way, this is, this is what was happening. So the video released Thursday. This is, again, this is still the hill. The video released Thursday showed the officer chasing Toledo down an alleyway while yelling stop right effing now before Toledo stops at a large gap in wooden fencing. The officer is then heard yelling, show me your effing hands. And Toledo is seen turning to the officer with both hands raised. The officer yells, drop it. 
twice before shooting Toledo in the chest once. There was no gun clearly visible in his hand in the body cam video. And it just goes back to him thinking how the union chief, union, police union guy, mm -hmm. said how he assessed everything well. If he assessed and he saw, what did he see? How do you assess and you say drop it if he didn't have anything in his hands? Right. Or you made the assumption he still had it in his hand. Mm -hmm. And then footage that showed the gun was a ways off. It wasn't near the body. He complied. He complied. He complied. And the narrative is always like, oh, well, why don't they comply? He complied. He complied. As a matter of fact, the man in Minnesota with the white truck did not comply. And he's alive. Right. And well. And he probably will beat those charges. Pay attention. Just pay attention. This is stuff we're not making up. This stuff you can look up yourself. We're not making it up. You can't make this stuff up. You can't make this stuff up. And last but not least. Right. And another thing <laughs> going on this week. You know, right. You think that we would be done. Last but not least. Yeah, tie back. Yeah, another guy, another person. He's, what, Army? Was he in the Army? Right. Or is, I, I said was. He probably still is. But that's right. another uh, thing, too, if he should be dishonorably discharged. Can I say something before we get into that? Also with policing, even in his language to Adam Toledo, even in the language to Lieutenant Nazario, why why are these cops approaching these situations at a hundred? Stop effing there! Stop effing there! Like why are they approaching these situations at a level a hundred? They weren't at a hundred. They weren't even at two with the guy in the truck. Right. It, it's uh, that. That's a question I don't think any of us can answer. I don't know training. They it's keep throwing out training. Tra I know, no. but they keep saying training. It's I don't insulting. think it's about training. Yeah, it's, it's insulting. insulting. It's insulting. We just saw training. So you're saying, before we go on our last topic, you're saying the training that the officers had with the 61-year-old man is different than the training that they had with Dante Wright? In Minnesota. Minnesota. So, you know, they go to the academy. It's in the same state. So I believe they go to academy in one area for each department, but it's in one centralized, I believe, one centralized area for the academy. So we have Dante Wright, we have George Floyd, because in the... In, in, right, George Floyd, I didn't the, even mention that. Yeah. In that case, they're saying, or the defense is saying, oh, training, training, he did what he was trained to do, right? And even in Philan Philandro Castile, I didn't even remember that Philandro Castile was in Minnesota. Training, in his car. And he told them he had a gun. And he was shot and killed in his own car. In front of his family. In front of his family. Right. But this last one happened in South Carolina. Mm. This was crazy, too. Like I said, we're talking about it, but when these things happen, there's video. If it's you can. Traumatizing. It's traumatizing. But to see the video, that even gives it more substance to what we're saying. To really see, it's like, oh my goodness, what's happening? Mm -hmm. But this is a guy who was, uh, I don't know, he worked, he's in the army. He's a, another guy who trains people. Does he train people? I think he's a, yeah. he's a trainer in the, in the army. Okay, training right? officer. A training officer. He had his young black male. Walk Which I thought he was a teen when they first uh, Yeah, I thought he was a teen. It, but they're saying that he's not. Yeah, they, we don't know his name. Yeah, they don't want to release. They're, they're not, not going to release his name. name. Maybe he doesn't want his name released. I don't know. But he's walking in the neighborhood and you see this guy come up on him. First of all, let's see. The young black man, he is he he's not over like twenty one. I don't think this young man is over twenty one, okay? And he's about what, five seven? Something. Yeah. And then you have this officer who looks about like six three at least. Right. He had a size advantage on him. That's right. another thing. He size advantage on him. Age advantage, size advantage on him. And he approaches 
this young man in such an aggressive manner. And what did he say? He pretty much said, you, you know, you're in the wrong ethnic neighborhood. You By know, the way, the reports that we saw, they didn't even put that in Yeah, there. one report didn't even say. He said, you're in the wrong neighborhood. He said, you're in the wrong they neighborhood. the full, what is it, that they, Quote, quotation. That's the media, that's, the, that's a biased media at work again. Right. And so pretty much he's threatening him. If you don't get out of here, I'm going to pretty much carry you out of here. He assaulted him. He pushed him. He didn't say, why he pushed me? He, this is the crazy part. His wife is filming this, so he's got the incriminating evidence right there. So he said, you, you pushed me. He goes, no, I didn't. He goes, there's a difference between pushing and talking, right? So as the coward he is, he's turned his back. And what does he do? He shoves him. Shoves the he young shoves man. him. Right. And again, talking about media and what's being released and what's not. The man, we know for sure, he smacked or punched the young man's phone, phone out, of, out his of his hand. But nowhere are they releasing that video. I have not seen it. On any of the media stations, they have not released that information. If I'm wrong, forgive me, but we didn't see where it is. But we know that that is a fact because that's one of the charges that was brought against him. Right, so minor charges. As a matter of fact, that was actually the only charge brought against him. I forgot, breaking destruction of property or something like that initially. And the only reason he's actually charged with third-degree assault which should be more charges, threatening, harassing. Right. Hopefully more charges would be tacked on. But because this video was out, which, I, like I said, it was the wife's Facebook, wherever people saw this and they started complaining and calling the sheriff's department, look, there needs to be more charges on this right. guy. And thankfully, there were more charges. But there still needs to be more charges. There still should be more charges. Now, I'm not even saying hopefully. <laughs> they need to right. put more charges on this man. Yeah, because you're harassing. You're telling, you're telling somebody, this is how dumb some of these people are. You're telling the man to walk away. He's not bothering you. You're telling him to walk away. So he's walking. And you follow. And you follow him. You <laughs> get in his way to walk away. You know? Isn't that like entrapment? Entrapment or um, a false imprisonment? Something like that. Mm-hmm. You're telling him to walk away, but you're blocking him so he doesn't walk away. I mean, the thing about it, he has the size of Anna's the age of Anna as he's trying to punk this young kid, young man. And which the thing about it, punked, right, which he was, wouldn't be punked. And, and I think that infuriated him even more. Right. So, I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's intimidation. Another charge, intimidation. And let's, what about the media on this one? On this, because they, one, they're turning the situation around to make the young black man the perpetrator. Right, that even to put a glimpse of doubt because he was trying to say, I think in the video, that there was a there's been people walking around the neighborhood or we're a tight knit neighborhood. So basically pretty much you don't, I, belong. you don't belong here. I never seen you around here before. Mm-hmm. He goes, I live around here, where do you live? Blah, blah, blah. So come to find out in one of the reports, the the sheriff's department saying, Well, there was some there was a call a few days ago about one of these men were involved in um, an assault. By saying which men were involved, there's only two people involved, so which one is it? Right. Which one is it? So they're putting that doubt in there. Maybe this kid was around the maybe, neighborhood, and he was protecting the neighborhood. Kid, maybe the kid. Maybe by happenstance, it might be the same person that walked into the... Really? Really? And that, But you know what? Right now, this family is getting that work because <laughs> right. the, the community is not happy with what happened. And sometimes I wonder... Yes, they brought charges on this man, but is that a way, a form of protection for this family? Right, because what's happening now, the community's coming out there and standing up and defending this man. They're in, on, on the street, on the on the uh, sidewalk, in front of his house. Like, Look, we want to talk to you. We want to talk to you. We want to understand. Th- we want to understand what happened. Mm-hmm. But he's afraid to come out, and I believe I heard that 
to get out the house. He's having police escort because he's afraid now. The same guy who came out and harassed a young a young kid who he had size on. Now mm-hmm. see the number, the tables are turned. Now he's outnumbered. Now he's afraid. Now he's gonna play the victim. They are the media is going along with the victimization of the perpetrator. <laughs> they are making the perpetrator the victim by saying that there's a possibility that this young black man was the person that was assaulting people in the neighborhood. Right. No proof to it. It's just crazy. It's just upsetting. I mean, unfortunately, these things that are happening now, they may not be the last. We may, this is one week going into the next week, the week right. after, we may hear more stories about this, right. about these things going on. on. We might have to come on and talk and talk right. about, speak on these things. Right. But the thing is, we just want people, to, when we hear these stories, to have an open mind and really see what's going on or really believe sometimes what people are telling you these mm-hmm. things are going on mm-hmm. and have an open mind about these things mm-hmm. and for those actually that do understand and know exactly what's going on i really believe that we don't need justification from anybody else to know what we know right don't expect other people to justify it when they talk about oh it's not because of that instead of condemning the acts there's a lot of justification going on for each of these acts so ignore the just ignore them like we don't even need to listen to them we know what we know what we know we just said for we do not fight against flesh and blood that was the word we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world and against mighty powers in this dark world mighty powers there's mighty powers that are working are at work in this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Right. We just encourage those out there who pray to continue right. to pray. No, no. This is time for warfare prayer. If you never, ever thought of prayer and praying against these evil actions that are happening in the world, this is a time to get on your knees. It says in the word that my people who are called by my name, if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways and then I will heal the land. And so this is the time that we need to seek the face of the Lord and pray against this evil that is happening. God is mightier than this evil that is happening. Well, absolutely, absolutely. And we just want to get into prayer now. We conclude this show. We just thank you for hanging with us and listening. And Mm -hmm. we just hope that you took in the things that we were saying and just Reflect on what's going on and just, like I said, pray. And just when people are telling you they're hurting, people are telling you that, you know, this is not right, they're frustrated, just look, be open-minded and see that there is a reason. There is a real reason. Not just making these things up. Not just complaining. Not just complaining to complain, okay? So once again, we just thank you for listening. Thank you for hanging with us, and we're going to get into prayer. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for this time of fellowship. We thank you, Father God, for just allowing us, Father God, to speak, Father God, to the listeners now and those who will be listening in the future, Father God. And I just pray, Father God, that you just continue to open all our hearts, Father God, to allow us all, Father God, to have empathy, Father God, for each 
other for one another, Father God, and just allow those, Lord, whose hearts are hardened, Father God, just to loosen up their hearts, Father God, so that they see things that are going on now, Father God, that they're not just going on. People aren't just complaining, Father God, but there are really injustices going on in this world, Father God. And we just pray, Father God, that your hand, Father God, is upon, Father God, all of us, Father God, yes, that Lord. your peace rests upon all of us, Father God, and that you may break, Father God, yes, Lord. all the chains, Father God, that are surrounding us, Father God, all the oppression, Father God, all, Father God, the oppression, Father God, that you break it and smash it in, in, Jesus, in mighty Jesus' mighty name. name, Father God. And we just pray, Father God, against those things that are coming against not only us, Father God, but are coming against those, Father God, in this country, Father God, in this world, Father God, that are trying to hurt, trying to suppress, oppress, and, yes, and harm people, Father God. We just come against those things right now yes, and command Lord. them to be broken in, in the mighty name. name of Jesus. By the power and the authority that you've given us in the mighty name of Jesus, we come against every evil and wicked power in this world in the name of Jesus, Lord, and we sever everything that they're trying to do we 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 destroy it by your might in the mighty name of jesus lord and we thank you lord right now we pray for each and every family the people that have been murdered have been hurt have been harassed lord we come we pray for each of those families yes. right now father god and lord we ask that you give them peace father god provide where they need provision father god in the name of jesus lord let justice prevail for those families yes. and all the families that have gone through the injustice father god lord lord father god expose the evil father god for what it is father god anything that is happening behind the scenes, Lord. Expose the evil in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you are a good God, Father God. We thank you, Lord, that you hear our prayers, Father God. We thank you, Lord, that you see our cries, Father God. And we're crying out to you right now, Father God. Lord, make a change. Yes. Show yourself strong, Father God, on behalf of your people, Father God, Lord. We just thank you and we praise you and we honor you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 We just thank you again for being with us, hanging thank with you. us in this podcast. Yes, it was a heavy one. It was a heavy one, mm. but we wanted to speak on it and get it out there because there's things out there that are happening. Right. We wanted to speak on those things. Mm. We thank you. So until next time. Until next time. And also, don't forget, you can find us also on Instagram at BNB Speaks It. Yeah, follow us on Instagram at BNB Speaks It. And yeah. yeah, and also go to our website, bnbreviews.com. So until next time, I'm John B. And I'm John B. Take it easy. Bye.